Welcome back, audience. Just in case you forgot who we are, we are Stranger Than Fanfiction, and we read, review, and talk about Meet the Robinsons, fanfiction, and other fan-related topics. Uh, I'm your host, Irene, a.k.a. The Robinson Way of Life, here with my co-host, um, Alyssa, a.k.a. The Rational Dove. And, and uh, today, oh, we are joined by a special guest. Artificus, the oh other. Oh my one. god! Yeah, the infamous Team Future <laughs> fan fiction, which you took like five episodes, episodes. Of oh my god, and, you saw it! I'm embarrassed. And oh, each each of them is like three hours. Read. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I didn't listen to all of the episodes. Like, oh, you know what? We kind of lost steam as we were reading at some point. Like in the middle, we were kind of like, oh. Yeah, I don't have many notes for this part. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, get this far. I like I, I heard uh, until part three to the middle, and I was like, oh my god! And there's still more to come, and they're three hours each. Oh my god! And it was yeah, a lot like it's a journey. Somebody, somebody would take a picture of you. You drew in kindergarten and would say, oh, this artist, this artist has no idea about perspective or anatomy, and you're like. Aww. Yes, it's true for this picture. I can't deny this, but it's also not what not representative of what I do now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that, with art. That's that was a painful lesson. Yeah, <laughs> like at some point, my 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 forehead couldn't bear the forceful face palms anymore. It was oh no, I I really did that. Oh my god, no. <laughs> well, I appreciate oh that you like went through the torture of reviewing our review of your own thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know uh, what I will say though is I do have to give you some. I do have to thank you because I'm pretty sure. Our, uh, not all of the five parts, but at least the first part is our most listened to episode. So without you, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today. So. Wee! Yeah. yeah, this is the, the curse of this fanfic is that it, for some reason, even back in the day, it was super popular. <laughs> and this is why I kept, kept writing. Even oh, though cool. I think around, uh, 2009, I think when I finished th chapter 34, I finally just took a step back and looked at what I have written so far and was like, oh shit, I, I took some really bad decisions there. And uh, well, it's too much to rewrite all of this and people love it apparently. So I just keep going. And this is the reason why the last 15 <laughs> chapters took me two years to finish. When the first 34 were like, I wrote those in a year. And uh, yeah, the last 15 were two years because, um, yeah, I kind of lost interest in this fan mm -hmm. because I was annoyed by, by some of the decisions I took and just mm. went on with the storyline I had made up. And um, yeah. yeah. But then I had to, to add these, these, I think, two or three spinoffs. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was oh, due to wow. the fact that people kept asking for more oh god it was so, what a weird time <laughs> wow. it's so long ago the curse of fame <laughs> yeah so i have to say i'm pretty sure you are our most well-known guest out of all the other podcast reviewers uh, out of all the guests we've had so far though i guess you could argue that morgan's pretty 
famous within the fandom, although not necessarily for fans. Yeah, Morgan has has his his turf, and Artificus has like the other side of the turf almost. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so. For those of you who somehow don't know what we're talking about, um, Artificus is the author of the supremely long and very popular Team Future, the most popular, I think still, um, uh, Incredibles Meet the Robinsons crossover fanfic. Um, so it's it's kind of nuts we can talk to her. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I really like, appreciate you happen? coming on. How did that happen? Like, I want to, I want to let you know, Artificus, like, I think both... Uh, Irene and I, like, read Team Future as it was being published, like, just to let you know. <laughs> so it's also kind of nuts. Yeah, I held, I held on until, I think until, like, the Wilbur, Violet, and other Wilbur, they, like, go to the library or something, and then stuff happens. So I held on, like, a little bit after that, and then I, and then I kind of, like, forgot about it for years, and then I was like, oh, it's this one. Yeah, I also stopped reading it, like, probably once the characters got onto the base. Yeah, I think you stop once they, once they go to the, once they go, like, five years into the future. Yeah, I mean, I read a little bit past that point, but then, like, at some point within that arc, I stopped, and then it is only for the, I've only now officially read the whole thing for the podcast so oh, um I, I i fulfilled my destiny either way <laughs> yeah it's so so weird i mean i wrote this at some point in my life but i forgot like half of it. No, not even i i forgot most of it mm-hmm. and uh, i had some like glorified memory of it <laughs> When mm-hmm. I listened to your podcast, it was an experience. Like you always oh. gave a summary in the beginning, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's right, that was happening too." I, I really, I didn't remember. I like, I, I think I remember just ten percent of the entire fanfic, like some mm-hmm. of the core scenes, and it's, I forgot the rest. It's like and- a whole Russian novel, like. <laughs> you know, I wonder what <sighs> aliens would think if they read it, or like you know, our future. I, generations you know <laughs> anthropologists yeah the, um, the funny thing is it's um there are the typical mistakes i see now having worked as an editor for mm-hmm. novels and oh, it's cool. just like super it's on one hand super painful like mm-hmm. to listen to what i have done but on the other hand it's funny to see okay i did the same mistakes i see with beginners so it's a very a typical behavior obviously like writing way too much mm-hmm. this I, i'm probably looking at this fanfic now i probably would delete half of it to streamline the plot this is mm-hmm. the first thing i would do yeah i think yeah I think, um uh irene and i noticed at some point that like i think our, our overall critique was like in like the first 15 chapters is a very like single plot line and it's pretty strong and then like at some point it just kind of tapers off into a bunch of like random dead ends it's stuff. way yeah it's too very much like happening. meandering yeah. yeah like it's it's clear that you kind of played it by ear as you were writing and you had more energy at the beginning <laughs> yeah nah. basically yeah yeah mm, i don't but, remember like, it's it's like kind of like a very eccentric 
cloth with a lot of different patches and like some yeah, ideas are really good and then the execution is not quite there i think yeah like, and that's the issue i think with a lot of beginners like uh, they they have ideas and while they write they will have more ideas and better ideas and keep adding and just adding adding stuff and um that's not good for the story necessarily most of the time, less is more. And um, this is a thing you have to learn during the process of writing. And obviously, um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I did this mistake too when I was young and uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> but now, yeah, um, all, today, I... come from uh, very similar backgrounds. And to be fair, uh, Artificus, I, I hope you don't think that we were like... Yeah, I feel, I feel literally like... the same way when I read my own writing. <laughs> like... <laughs> like out of like vengeance or something i think both uh irene and i like we both have like some fix in our past that we're not essentially proud of or we've definitely made the same mistakes ourselves so. no it's I super like, super hashtag important. regret yeah it's super <laughs> important to look back and um learn from your mistakes or from other mistakes other yeah. people's yeah. mistakes yeah, yeah. and um yeah but as i said I, I never looked at this fanfic again i think and um, mm -hmm. as I said, I had some glorified memories and, and I thought, whoa, I'm so proud. It's so perfect. <laughs> it was not at all, which is okay. But um, yeah, I, um, I learned it like the hard way through your podcast. <laughs> My favorite thing about looking at old work, though, is like seeing how far you've grown, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like oh, yeah. the worse it is, the better I feel because I'm like, I'm getting like schadenfreude from like my old self. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, yeah, that it might be true if you wouldn't have thought, like, for how old is this? More than 10 years. I thought, yeah, I wrote this super popular and cool fanfic. It's Wait, super did I popular. write down the date? Usually I do. I have my notes open, which I actually don't normally do. But I felt I, 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 I like took it because it's such it a, a few weeks complicated ago. fic. It's, uh, I published the first part in January, or the first chapter in January 2009. Yeah, so that thing, that puppy is over, is 12 years old now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And for 12 years, I thought, it could oh, walk wow, now so if good. it was a person. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, and in the meantime, I, I studied literature and I uh, earned my money with, with writing. So uh, I learned one or two things. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah like what a... kind of writing do you do now? Um, mostly, uh, I'm working in a software company and I do oh, marketing. Wow. So. so you do like copy editing and stuff. Copy editing? That, that's like advertising when you write for ads and stuff. Uh, that too. Super. Uh, the, the cool thing about my job is that I have so many different kinds of texts. Like I'm also doing video storyboards and texts and uh, radio oh. spots and... Uh, Wow, yeah, yeah technical very... writing and more marketing, advertising writing. It's super, super cool. Like, ah, it's it's my thing. Yeah, nice, cool. nice. Yeah, you make it Lots sound really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's like uh, my my unique selling point as an employee is like, okay, I can do the creative stuff with the writing, but I also am able to think into these technical things. And this is a thing that most writers are not really able to do. So this is my thing. I, I like explaining yeah, stuff. Yeah, usually people are one or the other. Yeah, exactly. And I'm both. <laughs> Ooh, you're like a multi-tool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like a Swiss um, Army knife. <laughs> hell yeah. 
Or like yeah, so this is why I um yeah I I earn my money with tax and that's why I have at least for today um a very differentiated look on writing and how to reach certain goals with texts and um, yeah looking back at this fanfic was it was it was painful it was very ouchy yeah. <laughs> I am kind of sorry you had to go through this I, especially I want to apologize no. about the language which was the one thing that was out of my control oh, and I, I was that's so, so interesting sad. though yeah, but it was so sad for me to listen to you how you said, oh, the language is so bad. And this was the one thing where I thought, okay, I made sure that most of the chapters were, were had a native speaker beta reader. Mm-hmm. But uh, and yeah, I kind of yeah, they were they were some of that nice. on the beta reader. Yeah, yeah they, they did, were too nice. They didn't spot but, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think they were also too nice. Like they were yeah. not professional editors. They were just other fans who wanted to do yeah. me a favor. It's not, it's not like I paid them or something. They were just mm-hmm. way too nice. But um, yeah. yeah, I thought um, when I, I can't couldn't evaluate it even today. I can't uh, evaluate whether the English prose is good or not when i understand yeah. it it's okay <laughs> and right, i thought the language would do. be fine on the other hand um and most readers come from non-english speaking countries and mm. i think this is one of the reasons why um i didn't get much negative feedback in the comments on this fanfic oh. because for them like south america mm-hmm. was a lot and mm-hmm. like yeah, there um, are a lot of south american mtr fans i've noticed Mm, yeah exactly yeah. and um yeah that's i guess that's r- the reason why um th- nobody really complained about the language because they probably just were glad when they understood uh, or they couldn't evaluate the the quality of the prose themselves mm. and yeah, that's why i the thought the language does it was series? just fine i don't know if you got all the way to the end but near the end of the series we asked two different german people to like double check some expressions for us and sometimes they would have different answers because they both came from different regions and i'm like that's so oh. interesting yeah oh, dang there were, there okay couple... i have to catch up on that yeah because i were can't remember things... what what the thing was oh yeah but... there was just one Do you remember? particular phrase that i was like i asked because like i asked one because it... i actually play dungeons and dragons with a guy from what i'm sorry hold on someone trying to talk to me no? Okay, cool. Um, anyway, uh, I have a friend of mine who is German, too, and I asked him to read it and asked him specifically about a phrase, and he didn't recognize it, but I think... Did our other German friend recognize it? Yeah, Man, Lucy, really who some phrase. people might know in the Robinson fandom, but she's very quiet. She has, like, a funny cat icon. Anyway, uh, she... I think I think the phrase was rub down because when Wilbur's getting grounded, oh, yeah. Yeah. they call it a rub down, and we're both like, "Ooh, that got lost in translation." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we. I think I kind of with the uh, text, or like like sort of, I inferred that the the phrase was sort of like a talking down, or like a like like getting an earful from your or. Like, yeah, oh, or like he's getting grounded or something. You yeah, know, like he's, he's yeah, in just, trouble, basically. I just put it into like, my dictionary. Okay, yeah. Uh, this oh. is something you don't say in English. Okay, yeah. It totally yeah, makes sense it, in German. It just sounds, <laughs> it sounded like something like weirdly 
like a weird massage <laughs> oh, or no. something or like you're if you put it literally really oh my god yeah it's of course a metaphor oh my god i didn't think about this yes of course oh <laughs> yeah it's no, so funny. i find that interesting how like you know there are certain things that are just like untranslatable yeah, yeah it's an issue um yeah the the, the, the problem was that i pre-wrote every chapter in German first because this is the language I obviously I can write in and think in it like mm -hmm. write yeah. prose uh -huh. and um, after that when this was completely edited and uh, finished I would translate it and if you mm -hmm. remember Google Translator back in the day wasn't very smart so I would just put it into Google Translator mm -hmm. and then correct it myself because it, when you remember Google would just um, translate word by word like it would totally yeah. fuck up the grammar back then mm. yeah so I, I just it still kind of does that depending on what you're putting in <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, uh, translators it's have much smarter a lot now better yeah oh, yeah, yeah because of AI <laughs> Yeah, they are much smarter now. Back in the day, it was terrible. So I had to, but it would the tool would give me um, the words, like the vocabulary, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't have to check up every single word by myself and mm -hmm. just put the words in the right order, which I thought sounded like <laughs> yeah, proper I remember English. <laughs> the, the German version, and I read like the first couple chapters, but like my German isn't good enough to like judge the prose. So yeah, like, and I oh, stopped cool. uploading. I stopped Shrug. uploading because there isn't much of a huge German fan base for either of the fandoms, and mm -hmm. on fanfic.net in general. Like I, I just recently logged into my account again and um, checked up on my Treasure Planet fan fictions and on Treasure Planet fan fictions in general. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that was and a good there movie. are there are five German Treasure Planet fan fictions. And wow. I wrote three of those. Oh, <laughs> you really the fandom you wish to see in the world. Since since 2007, like this is um, a good image for how active Germans are on fanfiction.net, um, which is <laughs> why is I stopped stopped caring about the German or uploading the German version and just kept with English. Yeah, it didn't seem as popular as the English one, I guess, because. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of people's like second language or third language is English. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I always felt kind of bad because when I found like the German version, because like I, I figured like at first like when I first read the fic when I was younger, I I don't know if I had much of an impression about the language. I did I did probably think it was a little, like, unusual sounding, but I didn't really connect the dots until I saw the German version, I was like, oh, okay. So this person is a second, uh, speaks a second language. And I actually don't think, I don't think you, uh, Irene, I think, I didn't think we knew. Yeah, I don't think I knew, but I remember thinking it was odd, but like, I, I know I've definitely seen like some stuff that's way worse. So yeah, I was just like, eh, I just took like, it in stride. It's hard to like read something like that, like read, read any fic and like, know, is it like, okay, what, like, cause like there's so many fics that have like I can hear you sighing. Like... <laughs> so then when I but but what I'm bringing my point to is when I found I'm sorry there's a dog in the background <laughs> really sorry about that um oh when I don't think um, we can hear that I just hear in case it. they can I can hear it <laughs> I can just hear it too. Hmm? oh okay yeah so sorry Maybe about my the hearing's dog. bad guys 
<laughs> but uh, what, I, what I, I was my point was is that once I found out that the reason why the language was a little weird was because it was written by someone who didn't uh, uh wasn't who didn't have English as a native language. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of was like, okay, it all makes sense now. And I think, yeah. you know, I think I was able, I think in the review, I hope that we, we, uh, we, uh, said this and maybe if we didn't have apologies about that, but I do think, I think that we like, did like, you know, I, I wanted to make some allowances for the fact that, you know, writing in a second language is hard and yeah, prose not... in a, prose in a different language is so difficult, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. especially if so you don't think... read a lot in that language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we we yeah. we uh I think I think we um you know, obviously I think a, a part of the blame is again on your beta readers too in the sense that like Ah uh, no, no, really no, no. I, I wouldn't blame them. Like um as I said we, we were none of us were professionals and um I was super super grateful. I think I had like six beta readers. Oh, wow. Wow. through the cause of this of the fanfic because yeah Damn. it was so super long and went for like you two you already had years like or three years training in the editing world yeah. <laughs> through fan fiction almost oh yeah God. and um yeah i'm super super grateful like that they did this in their spare That's time crazy. yeah yeah so i'm, I'm grateful they it, it wasn't perfect but uh, okay i no. didn't i didn't notice it <laughs> I certainly didn't. But um, yeah. another problem with the language barrier was, um, which I did not know, I only found out through your podcast, was oh. um, like the source material, the two movies, um, like they have a German edit, of course, a German dub. Mm-hmm. And mm. sometimes they take certain freedoms and um, it's like not marked as, uh, oh. okay, we, we changed some, something here. Like, That's the, true, they do do that. Like I didn't know uh, the superhero Wilbur uh, uh, is a fan of is like what did you call him Captain Time Travel? Yeah, yes. yeah, it's called Captain Future in the German version. Like they take mm. this English name because mm-hmm. probably English is a cool sounding language. This is like the cliche here. It sounds cool. Everything that's supposed to be cool, it has like an English oh. name. Yeah, and. Uh, so yeah. they kept it with English, but I guess they thought that time travel would be too complicated for kids to pronounce. So mm-hmm. they changed it up to Captain Future. And I didn't notice it, of course. I thought, okay, it's an English name. So they took it over from the original mm. dub uh, really version. And that's yeah. why this, uh, the title of this fanfic is Team Future. That's the reason. If I had known oh. that before... <laughs> Cool. I would have I probably so would be team time travel, which would make so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason. Yeah, stupid. But um, I, I think back in the day, I, uh, well, let's say I uh, had uh, meet the Robinsons, uh, like not on a physical uh drive or something it's like you yeah know, for, it fell for off a hot the track sec, it, it streamed on netflix on the u.s netflix like a couple years ago i think yeah, yeah but so back was, when i wrote this fanfic, was a bit of a revival um, it, it kind of fell off a truck but and, and uh-huh. it was only the german version so i couldn't switch to english and to check. Uh, <laughs> yeah so that's that's the reason why uh yeah this fanfic has the title it has and what? also, I think you were wondering about, uh, I think it was in part one or part two of your podcast, um, 
that Dash mm -hmm. superhero name is The Flash, which of course is super stupid. Uh, back in the day, I didn't know there was a superhero, I think a DC superhero who is called The Flash. Yes. But in German, the kid, uh, like Dash's name, Dash's uh, regular name is not Dash, but Flash in the oh, German version. Oh, okay. And and I was aware, I had the, the Incredibles on DVD and I watched it in English also because, of course, the DVDs always have uh, two versions. Mm -hmm. And um, I noticed that, like, oh, okay, his name is Dash. Okay, but in the German version, they called him Flash. Like, so I make this German name his superhero name. That That's was... really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Translations Languages. are weird like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just to clarify why uh, I kept with this uh, Captain Future thing, which was not like in the original. That's the reason I, I took to the German edit of the movie. <laughs> That's really interesting, though. It's it's super interesting to learn all these things. Yeah, I love I love all the little Germanisms. Like in the first chapter, uh, like the 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 mom hands Violet notes, like bank notes. <laughs> But yeah. they don't say that in America. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was cute. <laughs> I remember that even the, the beta reader noted that. And I was like, what? So that's not forget it. That's everybody will understand. <laughs> uh, I did have a question because recently I watched the new uh, Tova movie, which is, you know, that Finnish cartoonist with the Moomins and stuff. They They made mm. a new... Oh yeah, um, yeah, I saw a trailer. Biography. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun movie. At some point um Tova and her like other woman lover are arguing and she calls her like a bourgeoisie hexa. <laughs> and in in the first chapter Violet keeps calling the mom a witch, which is not like a very common insult necessarily in in america or like oh, okay. even in like england i find but is it like really common in german to just like call people witches um it's like not the most common thing mm -hmm. to say but it's uh, nobody would uh, raise a brow if you would mm. so it's you you can call somebody a witch or a hexer yeah she's a hexer yeah usually she's so I, mean. I think i think people usually only sometimes mean it metaphorically, but when they talk about witches, they're like talking about like the actual magical creatures. Oh, okay. so like people just think of like Halloween and stuff. I don't yeah, know. It's not really... Okay, I think I think it's just not as like culturally on people's minds in the same way. Mm. Yeah, like uh, it's all referencing to something slightly different. Like here, it just means a very mean spirited evil woman mm -hmm. so it's used for for well mean-spirited mean women <laughs> yeah like you you can still say that here but like i feel like it's still gonna be it's it's it has a different connotation yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's really cool though yeah no it is the more you learn exactly <laughs> um I'm trying to think of other questions that I have to ask you about Teen Future. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, I remember we thought Violet's relationship with like her ex was really interesting. Like oh, her yeah, ex was like did. this this random guy who's like not even affiliated with the good guys or the bad guys. He's just like here for the ride. 
<laughs> yeah. What was his name? Like he had electric powers. I think his name was Lightning. And he was oh like, my yeah. god! I he didn't had, like, listen. Superpowers. I didn't listen yeah. to this part, but uh, when you yeah. brought it up just now, I didn't even remember she had a boyfriend. Okay, yeah, I so, don't so, remember that. Yeah, like older Violet ha is like basically they're on the base or uh, whatever, with this and, lightning guy. Yeah, uh -huh. and then they meet this guy named Lightning, and then it turns out that she's like one of his one of her exes, and uh -huh. it was really interesting because. Um, I don't know, the way that the relationship came off was, like, super intriguing. And I think both of us were like, man, I want to know more about this relationship. Like, did they meet yeah, as really, heroes? Did they meet It seemed really civilians? interesting, and there was, like, there was, like, some weird backstory. And I'm like, oh, I want to know all the tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, it was really interesting how he was, like, just kind of there, I guess, because he was, like, hired. Like, he was a man for hire or whatever. Which is interesting because I don't think any of the other, like, all the other villains were either the mad scientist dude, whose name I forget, and then all the uh, other... Cobra. Uh, oh, Cobra! Yes, thank you. Uh, um, yeah, I'm looking at then... my notes, though. I don't have a very good memory. <laughs> yeah. And then all the other... And then his clones. Mindless um, clone drone things. Yeah. yeah, those guys. And, you know, so those... So, you know, Cobra is basically just evil, and then the clones are just mm -hmm. mindless. Mm -hmm. So I think in my mind, Lightning was probably the most interesting antagonist because he actually had mm -hmm. like, like a more not flesh, not necessarily fle more flesh. Yeah, he had like this interesting gray like... morality about him because it's like yeah. he's just kind of yeah. he's only for himself. He's not really for any other team. Ah oh, shit! Yeah. I should have listened to this part because I have no memory. <laughs> I'm trying to find where he's from. I just remember that at one point I started to spend more time on the OCs and I think he was one of them. And this was the point where I said like the turning point around chapter 34 when I thought, okay, when, when I keep on with the OCs, why am I even writing fan fiction? And um, I looked mm. back and saw, okay, this uh, this was stupid. Oh, and I, I know was feeling. At this point, it probably was because um, the, the Wilbers and the Violets were also not the most interesting characters, the way I portrayed them. Mm. So I, you know. and also the, the entire concept of fan fiction, I remember very clearly that I was annoyed by that. I mean, fan fiction is a great... Uh, sandbox to to try out certain things and you get immediate mm -hmm. feedback by an audience which is super cool yeah on the other like the the good part is you had don't have to waste energy on world building or much of of the character development because all of that is still there um mm -hmm. and what i wanted to practice with this fanfic was um attention arcs and uh, character interaction and well at one point uh yeah, I was annoyed that I didn't have full control of the world and the characters. Like, the benefits mm -hmm. of fan fiction started to annoy me because yeah, it also limits. limits... Yeah, they, yeah, it also limits your possibilities. And that was greatly annoying me. And as I said, I kind of, around that point, lost interest. Mm. But then it got so popular, I also, as I said, felt the need yeah, to sometimes add... Yeah, <laughs> if, if you're working on one project for so long... You like go into different like phases and like you get different interests and different stuff, and yeah. then, but then like it kind of makes your story wander all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's really an issue. Yeah, and that's yeah, and when I, I, 
I do remember, I think, while, I, while we were reading it and while we were reviewing it, um, saying that it kind of felt like you had more interest in your OCs than you did the, exactly, the characters. Yeah. And hearing you say that, it was like, okay, so that did come across to some extent. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I did like the like some of the family dynamics with like Violet coming back, and it's like the future, and she feels like totally alienated by her family, oh, and her like yeah. baby brother's like twenty. That yeah. was a point I wanted to to talk about because in the first part of your podcast, you said, "Ah, oh, it's kind of a stupid idea that uh, Violet Violet's uh, present where she starts off would be two thousand five, which was perfectly." correct i really stretched it there and even when i wrote this down i thought it was a bad idea like I'm, i was very well aware that uh, the the incredibles is set in the 60s oh okay i don't I, I don't think it was super obvious when i first watched it because they have they play yeah. they like take a lot of liberties and there's a exactly. lot of like tech in there that kind of confuses exactly and that's you. why i thought i could stretch it like okay when it's the 60s it could also be like with the technology it could be the 80s and when it's the 80s it could also be the 90s and when it's the 90s <laughs> it could easily be the early 2000s and um yeah oh god there was and was a the... 70s uh like 60s 70s kind of revival a little bit in the 2000s yeah in like yeah, a weird but, way uh like this uh, the jonas brothers cd part this was such a <laughs> oh my god that was so like funny. a source of i hated it but this wasn't my idea that at this point i have to blame the beta reader because i asked uh okay what in the early 2000s what would be a popular a boy group oh. like because oh like God. in the 60s in the 60s i could have pictured violet so much to be a fangirl of the beatles absolutely oh, yeah that would be a good that would have been really cool yeah and yeah, i would yeah. I, I would look like for an equivalent to this and my suggestion would be the backstreet boys which were, which i was yeah, a that's super was huge fangirl of, of. Um, mm, but yeah. they weren't this popular apparently around 2005. Like their their star w was falling. I don't even really then. know if I'd say that the Jonas Brothers were really popular around 2005. No, they were well, not, the and I was aware of that. Like a bit later. Exactly, yeah. and I I was aware of that, and I asked the beta reader like, uh, but they suggested the Jonas Brothers, and I thought, okay, what do I know about uh, American pop culture, current mm. pop culture? If they say so, so I'll just let it be. Um, yeah, but I always kind of hated this <laughs> this one thing, like, okay, this wasn't my idea, and I it doesn't feel right. And um, the mm. reason, but the reason why I put Violet to two thousand five was, was of course because I wanted. Um, her family to still be alive and not too super old and um, mm. you suggested like letting Violet um, start out in the 60s and like uh, her, her parents being dead and her brothers being very old people and um, I was toying around with this idea and then decided against that because mm -hmm. I had the feeling this the, like I wanted to tell basically just a fun action adventure like nothing mm -hmm. very deep, nothing very, very spectacular. Mm -hmm. um, uh, okay, yeah. And uh, this w this change would have been way too crass. Like, imagine you wake up and your family, like your parents, are dead, and basically your brothers are maybe also dead already or almost dead. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> I thought this would would have turned 
like would it would have taken a very dark turn and it would have had to spend more time on violets in a conflict um and it would it would have taken much more time to get to the fun action adventure part um true it would have changed the tone quite a bit yes yeah, super super much and that's why i uh, yeah as i said i stretched it like very very much <laughs> i mean to be honest like i think i feel more assured that you making that that the whole thing about it being like because we we kind of went back and forth like okay so did they set it in 2005 because they didn't know it was set in the 60s or because they made the conscious decision so knowing it was a conscious decision and why is really interesting and uh yeah yeah i think unfortunately yeah unfortunately i didn't think of the third option which uh, which was a thing that always annoyed me in the aftermath. Um, instead of uh, just having Violet, you know, get uh, into these crazy stasis uh, by accident, why not getting the entire family to the future? Because this was also one thing that annoyed me when I when mm -hmm. I took a break and looked back, um, that I got rid of the entire Par family basically. And just mm -hmm. like having the nieces as the OCs there, um, mm -hmm. I thought always thought that it was stupid. Yeah, like this um, this I, was a waste. I think. Yeah, that could have worked. Maybe another thing. Maybe if you if like you set the Incredibles and Meet the Robinsons in like the same retro futuristic universe, so it's like yeah, like, this Meet there the were Robinsons so many is only possibilities. Like five years in the future. Yeah. Than the '60s, so it's like instead of going from like nine uh, you know instead of changing the 1960s to the 2000s you could just say the incredibles are in the 60s and then meet the robinsons is like exactly the 70s. yeah <laughs> yeah or, you ha or just having them start out in the in the 60s and you know, like it's the basic same plot they get into creostasis and uh, get to the future but the entire family and um i remember that i started writing that uh, like I, uh, I think you also mentioned that that, uh, yeah. Be, I think two weeks before you recorded the first podcast, you took a look at my fanfiction bio and uh, like uh, I, I t had just recently changed it that all my Willet fanfic was gone. Mm -hmm. That was a fun thing because um, throughout the years, people kept asking me. Uh, for new Willet fan fictions, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I won't. No, but why yeah, would the, you think the, that?" The, the fans are starved. <laughs> yeah, and but but like Clearly. within for for twelve years, I I regularly wow. got requests and was like, "Why Whoa. keep people asking?" And then like last year when uh, my second novel got out, I thought, "Okay, maybe if people are interested in my writing, then I just put an ad there where they can buy my book." And then I saw. <laughs> that in my bio there was an announcement from i think 2012 or maybe early 2013 um where i announced six upcoming will it and oops yeah uh, i think i had I, I remember i had um my my laptop broke it was i think late 2012 or early 2013 Oh, I, it was uh, sometime Ooh. after I handed in my bachelor thesis, and oh. um, yeah, so At least everything. It was after. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Now, um, 
yeah, everything was gone, and um, at oh. that point, I was uh, I didn't bother to to rewrite it. Mm. <laughs> right. But that well, the, so I saw the reason why people thought I would be still working on it because for for twelve oh. years or like eight years. <laughs> Uh, there was a huge announcement. Like I think it, oh. I, I, I already had oh. titles for everything and a short summary what would happen, and uh, how far I was. Like oh my god, it's fifty percent finished. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh my god. Yeah. So R. that was. That's why I it added happens. this. Yeah, that's why I added this sentence. Like uh, it's gone and uh, I oh. won't rewrite it. <laughs> uh, by the way, you can buy my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, data loss can be really tragic. I know um, some of the fanfics that I have that are old, um, from about the same time actually, um, the only copies that exist are the ones that are on fanfiction.net, yeah, so it's like... Yeah. I had some recent drafts that like, you know, rest in peace, I may still try to recover them, but like, as of right now they're gone, it was like a parody of Breaking Bad, and I've never oh watched Breaking God. Bad in full, but it's called Breaking Bread. And it's where the Framaguchis start illegally selling truffles. And the oh Robinsons aren't rich or anything. So it's an alternate universe where, like, uh, Bud has cancer and Neil's trying to get his company started. But he can't because he's, tr he's, like, too busy trying to do all these things. And then Franny still wants her music career and stuff. But she feels bad because there's so much stuff going on. So uh, her, her brothers get into it, and she's like, you guys are crazy, I don't want to do this. And then it just starts escalating to the point where Franny's like convincing them to do to take it farther, and the, the two brothers are like, holy shit, no, who have you become? you become a monster. There's, there's like, it's supposed to be like a silly parody, and then there's like, uh, I, I wrote it in like 2018, 2019, and then... There's this like crazy scene where she's like ambushing her enemy because there's like uh, not tribe there's like t turf wars with different gangs and they're all like oh truffle god. gangs. Oh my god! <laughs> and then she has a turf war with some random guy named Pedro or whatever. And then there's there's like uh, classical music playing while like like uh, Franny has like his daughter kidnapped or whatever. And then they're like tango dancing and they're having like a passive aggressive. <laughs> little word war and then i don't know like basically pedro has to like surrender to her because she has him trapped and then like the very last scene is supposed to imitate the godfather oh my god so, <laughs> franny is is like standing uh there's like the grand opening of uh neil's company and they're they're all eating like fancy food whenever they're like looking out the window and then uh Basically, Franny's like all happy and self-satisfied, and then the brothers are like, "She's become evil." And then some someone closes the door on them, so they're like outside looking in, and that's the same thing as the Godfather ending. Oh my God! Rest in peace that draft. Also, yeah, we'll I... see if I ever get around to it. But like, I feel like I feel like even if you never finish drafts, like talking about them is still fun. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. I do have a. I do. I, I do want to really briefly ask. When you say yeah. truffles, do you mean like the dessert or the mushroom? Uh, like both, but mostly like the mushroom, like the really expensive yeah. ones that no one likes mm -hmm. to eat. Because mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I, I actually saw a book at the library about um, 
truffle i think it was even called truffle wars or something like that like about oh uh, they are like, super incredible pricey, so... competition over truffles so i was like man like this might this might actually be mm-hmm. like based mm-hmm. a little bit in reality here like I have yeah no there's gonna be like a hole in is. media res where like uh franny was interrogating some random dealer from like a a, a different gang in the basement mm. and they like had him tied up and everything and like her frogs, like suddenly the lights turn on, and there are frogs with like little mini miniature guns pointed <laughs> at him. And then, and then uh, Cornelius oh is like, "Hey guys, I lost my thing. Do you know where it is?" And then they like all hide, and they're like, "Uh, oh, we we don't know where it is." And they're like, "Do you smell that?" And then he's like, and then everyone's like, "No, Neil, I think I think maybe Gaston farted." <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, Amazing. it was well. It was going to be very dramatic, but eh. So I do have a question I'm... for Artificus. Yeah. Uh, so this is a this is quite an epic adventure. How did how did the fix start? Um, what exactly do you mean? Like, uh, like what got you inspired to write this story? I just thought that um, Wilbur would actually make a good superhero, and of course Violet already is a superhero, and they would just make up a good team. Nice. That was the reason. So I wanted to <laughs> um, like start this franchise, which then I did. I just wanted to write the origin story and then leave it at that, like having just this uh, fun action adventure and pr- at the same time practicing tension arcs and character mm-hmm. interaction. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's what. It, I, yeah, and also yeah, I tried to uh, learn from the mistakes I did in my previous Treasure Planet fanfic, which had horrible character interactions. Oh God! Oh. And uh, also, it was boring. It was I abandoned this project. Like it was, it was going nowhere. Uh, one of the reasons was that um, it I, I didn't. Or I couldn't find um, an ending. Like it was just meandering Ooh. around without really having a direction, and would it would oh, get longer and really longer and longer. When, and you, when longer. you end up boring yourself, yeah, it accident. was horrible. And um, uh, so I thought, okay, this time I make everything different. Like I think I, I with this Treasure Planet fanfic, I spent too much time planning. Just planning, and uh, as I said, a typical beginner's mistake is to just add stuff and adding and adding more to it, Ooh, and yeah, oh, this true. could happen, and this could happen, and at one point you have just so much. There's no mm-hmm. plot to 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 follow. You don't know which direction to take, which idea to abandon, and which not. And so mm-hmm. um, I, ab- mm-hmm. I abandoned this whole project, and instead. Um, well, I just had like the idea for shipping together Wilbur and Violet and mm-hmm. thought, okay, I will make things differently. I just sat down for one week or I think it took me two weeks and just plot the, like create the plot. And I think it was three pages of just notes, what was mm-hmm. going to happen. And when mm-hmm. this was standing, I was like, okay, no more planning. This is what's going to happen. And I won't add anything more. And this is the ending. And I remember that I first wrote, uh, I think, the first two chapters. And then I wrote the last chapter to make mm. sure, okay, this is where we are going. <laughs> we won't leave this path. <laughs> and um, yes, and then I just kept, you know, filling the gap in between. Wait, so were 
uh, Violet and Wilbur a popular ship at the time you're writing this? And uh, no, I wasn't the first who had the idea. I think there was one fan art about them on Deviant Art back then. Ooh, do you By think you guy. started the craze? <laughs> Ooh, were you the trendsetter? Uh, maybe I probably took a Trailblazer. big part in this because I was. Uh, there were, I think, there was also already one fanfic. I th don't know it was, whether it was the same person who made the fan art, but um, I probably, because I kind of was very active in the fandom back then, um, I, I kind of pushed it, probably. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I you're, mean, I... You're a part of history now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess history, this is the reason why people will keep reading it. It mm. kind of has a stance since the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't surprise it's hard, me. It's hard to say like who was the first person because in my in my great attempts to yeah, people keep deleting the history stuff. and of Aww. this whole the whole whole fandom. You know, so much of the history of it is lost to digital decay. A lot mm. of it's on different websites. Like the first place where the I've fandom I've mentioned it before, online. but the very first fic is so fascinating to me. It was based off of the trailer for the movie. So it was written before the movie <gasps> premiered. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's such Whoa. a cute idea. <laughs> and I, I wish I could read it now because I can't really remember too much of what happens. Ah, oh, dang. There was some really, really terrible fanfic about them. I don't know if you ever stumbled upon it. It was like... Uh, like my immortal level of bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, whoa, I've, I've really? seen quite I'm a lot, sure but I can't it remember. Was, it was this porn fig. Did you read this? It was this real porn, <laughs> no. porn fig with with the time codes given. Oh god, it was so <laughs> cringy. <laughs> Unfortunately, That's I couldn't find it. It has been deleted. It was like, uh, oh. the, it was super weirdly worded. Like it was a very neutral oh and absolutely mm -hmm. unpassionate. They oh are kissing god. for two minutes. Then she gives him a blowjob for two minutes. Oh my god! Oh, it's, or, uh, yeah, like, I love when people write the... sex scenes with like unnecessary details that oh. no one wants to know. <laughs> Looking at you, my my forever enemy, Christina Feehan. Anyway, yeah, that's, I wanted to su yeah. suggest this fanfic to you for your podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's oh. gone. Oh. It's oh, gone. Damn, that would have been really yeah. good to dig into. Uh, we could we could have tried uh, the. What's it called again? Like the Wayback Machine, if we knew like the username or the yeah, name of the fic no, or something. Yeah, actually, quite a bit, not all of it, but like a lot of fanfic that are actually like pretty important historically speaking. That makes me sound very important, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> a lot of them I can only really find using the Wayback Machine. Like there are whole like swaths of fic that are just gone. Like they they just they they don't exist yeah. anymore. And it's like I'm I'm genuinely so curious how much how how many people started deleting them. Since we started the podcast, not that we're very popular, <laughs> you know. But I, like, I mean, I guess it depends on of how... the of of our five to ten listeners. I'm sure some of them are like, "Oh shit, better <laughs> better cover up my foot my footprints." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, that's that is it is kind of sad to me. But I also, as I've said before, like if people want to delete their fix, that's a that's on that's their yeah their choice, yeah. So. We we want to we want to respect the artists uh our artists the artists uh <laughs> uh uh rights and everything 
Um, for yeah. The- yeah, like we were saying in past episodes, uh, like a uh, best of both worlds would be if people could just like leave their fic but like orphan it so it's like written by anonymous so they're not yeah, tied to it anymore yeah, um, I don't know but if it's you know still much there about... for records yeah i don't know if you know much about archive of our own artificus but in that mm-hmm. website which is kind of soup which which has kind of taken over like as the primary are... place for fanfic now people kind of love it like a little too much what <laughs> it cre- kind of creeps me out uh, it's called archive of, of our, our own. own it's a it's a um it's basically a, an art. It's a fanfic oh. website. It's basically sort of overtaken fanfiction.net as the most popular. Oh, I see. And they yeah, have, have a, a lot system... of interesting features. Yeah, one of their one of the most interesting features I think is an orphaning a fic. So basically, to remove a fic um, on fanfiction, you the only way you can remove it is to delete it off the internet. But uh-huh. uh, uh, Ao3, as it's colloquially called, mm-hmm. has an option to like. Uh, Irene said to orphan it so it still mm-hmm. exists on archive of our own like you can still read it but it's no longer attached to your name Ooh. it's it's put under an umbrella account mm-hmm. and I think honestly I'm picturing I think like a fanfic orphanage with my old with my old fix because I still have a lot of old fix um on fanfiction.net and as I've mentioned it's the only version of them that exists that I have and I, part of me doesn't really want to delete them wholesale because mm-hmm. I still like to have an archive of my old work for posterity's mm-hmm. sake. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I really wish, but I, but I don't really want them attached to my name necessarily. But unfortunately, yeah. I'm if I could have, I would have done that because I've deleted a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, embrace so. your mistakes. Embrace them. <laughs> yeah, but like just like I had to. <laughs> <laughs> but like I would delete it because there's this weird feeling you get like after you publish something like you feel very differently about your work after you know that other people have read it and I try to recreate that before before it happens because I become a much better editor like I just like my brain totally shifts gears Mm -hmm. and it's not the same thing like you can't achieve that until somebody actually reads it I find at least for me yeah. yeah, but it's a process. You you yeah. have to get there, and that requires practicing and getting real feedback. And uh, yeah, this real is feedback what I love. is is invaluable. Yeah, oh, even yeah. if it's just the comments on um, ff.net or archive mm-hmm. of our own, it's um, mm-hmm. super important. Like you you never know how certain things uh, like. Uh, how people understand certain things and sometimes you're surprised yeah. like whoa this is absolutely not what i meant how how could you understand it this yeah. way yeah yeah mm-hmm. sometimes you yeah. get like too stuck in your own head and you're like i don't know whether this sounds good or bad but like i feel like writing it so that <laughs> yeah that counts for something yeah. and then or, the reader's uh, like oh i don't get it yeah i do a workshop about uh editing <laughs> text and, um, yeah. Yeah. One one thing, like what inexperienced writers do, if they can't really um, get into the reader's perspective, is that they have this image in their head, and ma- it makes total sense, but they mm-hmm. fail to uh, illustrate it with words, mm-hmm. like so that the reader will have the same image, or yeah. the image makes total sense, and they don't really um, feel or um, or understand that it actually doesn't make sense. Yeah, if you know yeah, what that's I mean. Usually the problem, like, like one of my examples in this workshop is um, a real example I had in a text I had to edit, 
um, where uh, it was a, a novel about vampires and a guy gets <laughs> out of the train at Hamburg main station. I, you you don't need to be or have ever been in Hamburg to understand that in a huge city like Hamburg, the main train station is like in the center of the city. It's huge. There are stores everywhere. And right. she, the, the author, would... Uh, uh, right, a very eerie scene, like it, he gets out and it's dark and uh, it's so dark he can't really find the taxi stand. I don't know if this is the right term, like the place mm -hmm. where the taxis are. Okay. Um, and I was like, um, is there a power outage? Like, why is it so dark that you can't yeah. find the taxis uh, in front of a train station in a city like Hamburg? Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is like very typical stuff. Like it's it was a super nice image. Like it was a little foggy and dark. Yeah, okay, it's okay. Just place it somewhere else, <laughs> not in, yeah. the, in the main city. Yeah. <laughs> so this is stuff that happens very very easily if you don't get into the reader's perspective or if you don't reflect your own, like your own. In in German we say a uh, Kopfkino, which means um the the movie in your head. Oh, like uh, your ah, story is like so a movie cute. in your head. <laughs> your story is like yeah. a movie in your head, and um, of course, like it's like watching a movie. Really, everybody understands that sometimes you just don't notice the plot holes, and yeah. editing yeah. is like really, really, really for reflecting whether the images make sense or not. And sometimes, sometimes you do notice them, but they're not like. They don't feel as important to correct for you as they might yeah. be for a reader. Uh, so you just kind of gloss over them. Yeah. Happens to me every time. Like, ah, nobody will notice. And I have uh, <laughs> a bunch of very uh, trustworthy test readers. Mm -hmm. And they always notice. Like, yeah. ah, I can't have as anything. Yeah. Everybody will notice it. <laughs> yeah, readers are smart. They'll notice. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nice. My test readers, of course, they know me and they were like, I have the feeling you have, you, you try to have ass here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck, you noticed. Yeah, so I that's have how you know you got a good editor. So yep. I actually have a question to get back to those drafts. I'm curious, what were you planning on writing with those six drafts? Mm. Do you remember or? I don't remember yeah. all of them. Um, I remember some. Um, one was like um, correcting the mistakes that I had the feeling that I made with Team Future. Like, as I mm -hmm. said, um, I would have liked to get the Par family more involved. So um, the Pars would, you know, for all falling cryostasis and wake up uh, in the future with the meet, like they meet the Robinsons. Mm -hmm. and, oh my god. Um, that actually sounds like a really awesome story idea. Yeah, like, and it was it was nice. I would love but, um, to see a conversation between Bob Parr and Neil. Like, how would that go? Yeah, that was yeah, another but... draft I lost. It's, oh wait, no, actually, I ha I have it. I just didn't get that far. <laughs> I tried. I started uh, like a crossover, but I'm just like, I don't get the logistics of it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the issue the issue was that I'm idea. also. That was one of the things where I realized, okay, I'm. I think I care more about the pars than I do about the Robinsons. Uh, and at <laughs> one point, like I, I, I altered this this draft every now and then, more and more. And at one point, it was like, okay, it's the entire par family except for Jack Jack. Like he stays in in the past and like he grows up. And uh, when the pars wake Ooh, up, they they face an, an a grown up Jack Jack. 
And at this point, it stopped being a crossover. Then it was just an Incredibles fan fiction. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, the, the, Ooh, even I did... in this one draft, it, the, the mm -hmm. Robinsons weren't that much involved. It was more about Violet trying to get her old life back and um, mm -hmm. trying to befriend Wilbur. And I think this storyline was a little yeah, more funny because she is like trying to hit on him. Like not because she likes him, she just wants to get access to the time machine. And yeah. she, but she's two years older than him, and it's Ooh. super, it's super weird <laughs> situations. And um, it was, it was really funny, I think, when I remember correctly. And um, like even Wilbur is like, what, what does she want? Like I think this, he's around, I think thirteen or fourteen, and that's the age where the boys, like they didn't grow tall as much they mostly mm -hmm. like smaller than the girls and she's like yeah. head taller than him and tries to oh hit on God. him it was super super cringy situations oh, yeah but love, in the end i, I think there was comedy. a i don't know what happened exactly i just remember there was some kind of climax in the rain on a rooftop like very cliched Ooh. and uh, violet <laughs> learns to let go just okay she can't like sacrifice Wilbur's life and everybody else's lives on the future by just uh, changing like the past and yeah so that would be, something like wait, that. Wait, would that would this be an AU of your AU? AU? <laughs> like what an alternate you? universe of your alternate universe? <sighs> I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I don't. Like, if there was something I w I wanted to make sure to to repeat here too is that. You know, I thought I always thought that the strongest parts of the fanfic um, of Team Future was not so much the action adventure parts, but the parts where Violet is navigating the future and trying to find her place in it. I think those are the parts that I was, even when I was younger, very interested in. Um, and I think it would have been yeah, really the cool relationship she has with more. her family was interesting. Yeah, that was also the yeah. best parts to write. I, I remember a lot of this and uh, forgot most of everything that happened afterwards. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I definitely thought that, like, I definitely think that that uh, storyline really added, or or would would have, like, pursuing that probably would have been something that I would have preferred to see. So it's really interesting to know that you. We're going to pursue it yourself as well. Um. Yeah, sometimes like your, I feel like your instincts will tell you what's good and what's bad, but then mm. like bad writers will like override their own instincts because they have a specific goal they want to reach, mm, mm -hmm. and they like kind of push through it, you know? Because like I've done that before. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. Also, I did want to ask, do you? Between the two franchises, uh, Meet the Robinsons and The Incredibles, did you have a preference? Um, back in the day, I didn't. I um, liked both movies. But mm -hmm. as I said, um, uh, during the course of writing about them, um, I realized, okay, I'm much more interested in the, in the Parr family. Yeah, they are and, more developed, to be fair. Yeah, and um, yeah. also, like... I mean, it has a reason that uh, superheroes are so popular because you there is so much conflict potential everywhere yeah. on all sides, and this is what makes it interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'm 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 still writing about them. I, I like for practice purposes. I I don't publish anything, but um, I'm still oh, with this plot. That's like fun. Going the the parts end up in the future and facing a grown up Jack Jack and what 
what this would be like. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that reverse idea is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, instead instead of them all being kids, they're, like, you know, they're, they all have, like, a certain level of maturity for the relationships to be, like, complicated enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just seeing your baby brother as an adult, like, that's... That's some fun drama right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah um, what else was there? I think there was also some Groundhog Day one-shot kind of thing. Uh, like <laughs> Wilbur oh destroying the time machine and creating some, like, oh, messing up the time like stream. Like a time and, loop. Yeah. And the thing about the time loop was that the area of the time loop, it would, it would shrink. Ooh. Like every day, uh, like with every repetition, the area would go smaller. Oh, that's cool. And like Violet is also stuck in this bubble. And um, like she has to help Wilbur and Lewis out of this nice. thing. Yeah, this was also one of the stories I remember somewhat, but I don't really. I think there was also one or two another sequels for the future but i have no idea what they were about mm. no worries i Damn. was yeah. I, yeah i know how it sometimes i'll like go through yeah, ideas I have, like can... an older computer and i went through it a while back and i saw some of the old drafts that i had on it and i was like i totally forgot about this so i totally understand not remembering everything especially if you've lost things yeah. you know yeah, but these are the two drafts that I think had the most potential. They were they were quite funny. Yeah. yeah so the yeah. rest, it's like really maybe they're years. lost in time for for good. Yeah, the stuff you remember usually, it's like you know, probably going to be more memorable for the reader too. But sometimes, sometimes you just forget everything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, with this one fic, there was ju just such a nice scene with Helen. Um, Aww. Where, uh, like, well, they end up in the future, like, they they lost their lives. Yeah. With the lives they knew. And um, also, there was this idea, which was also in the future, like, they don't really need superheroes any longer. And mm -hmm. uh, I remember there was this scene, like, Helen stands there and takes a look at the family, and Bob is, like, devastated. He sits, like, in a corner and, and moping. Yeah, he, Bob, is, <laughs> Bob likes to, like, sulk. Yeah, and also he he like being a hero is like his character, and if he can't do this, he's he feels like totally useless. Mm -hmm. So he sits there moping, and uh, Violet is like freaking out <laughs> because like she had a date with Tony, and now it, it, ah, everything uh... is shit. <laughs> yeah, and um, she's like, I I think that was a funny part. I didn't really like uh, the second in Incredibles movie, but oh, yeah. the one thing opinion? I did think was in character were like Violet's anger issues. <laughs> My <laughs> favorite that... scene from the movie is when she like goes invisible when she's upset, and then you just see like her floating turtleneck go grab a floating ice cream tub. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. so cute. Like that was such a good yeah. game. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think this was also captured in this fanfic. Like she was like super mad and angry, and Dash was like just sitting and standing still. 
like also moping and being sad and not understanding everything like he's he's the youngest and he knows something's mm -hmm. wrong but he doesn't really have the mechanisms to cope with something like this mm. so i would think okay instead of being you know like all energetic and running around he would just stand still or sit still and mm -hmm. moving or when he moves like very going very slowly and uh, yeah and helen sees that like her family is like broken and um she tries to solve this and giving everybody a task to do keeping them busy uh yeah that was a nice scene like okay like she doesn't take time to be like upset herself she's just focused on her family being a mom a super mom um yeah that was a scene i really really liked i oh, think she had you. some conflict there with with violet like she tries to explain hey just imagine we we moved again and uh violet would get a huge outburst like it's totally not like that bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah so mm -hmm. this is a scene I, I remember more or less clearly and i'm for this i'm kind of sad this was gone but maybe this is a thing i might rewrite a little bit rewrite re rewrite oh my god english these r's are yeah so, the the so oh, hard. the r the r is hard <laughs> i heard hey i I'm and i agree the, one of the hardest words to pronounce really, really is squirrel like, <laughs> that is two r's squirrel squirrel, squirrel stuff sometimes but personally, the hardest English word to pronounce, and I'm a native speaker, but I hate this word, brewery. Oh, brewery? Yeah, that one's Brew tough Brewery. Brewery. It's like evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't go to don't go to breweries, guys. You'll never you'll, you'll never be able Ooh, to. Oh, I do have again. a a language question though. Like, what would you say is like the difference between English prose and German prose? If you had to describe it. Um, I haven't read too many English prose, hmm. which is why, um, yeah, I can't really put my finger on it. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't really, it's not too different, I think. Hmm. German okay. and English are quite close in the way... Um, yeah, they are. Uh, how, how, the, which possibilities you have with how to word things? Um, English is a little bit more efficient sometimes. Like you don't need the amount of words you need in German to say the exact same thing. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> yeah, German is a very wordy language. <laughs> but aside from that. Um, I mean, my, my favorite book is Fahrenheit 451, which is also, I think, the only book I read in English several times. And Ooh, uh, I just I, I love the language. That. I just, it's it's a masterpiece on all levels. This is like, um, like I, I did publish novels, but mm -hmm. it, I'm still practicing. It's none mm -hmm. of what I ever did, is, I could, nothing of that I consider my magnum opus. I'm still practicing to one day hopefully write something like Fahrenheit 451. Ooh. This book is like... It's, I believe in it's you. a masterpiece yeah. on all levels. Just give it a read. Ah, Ray Bradbury language. Is, oh. I, don't know, I don't know if Fahrenheit 451 is my favorite of Ray Bradbury's work, but he's a definitely a really good author. Honestly, I think my favorite of his is more of his short story stuff. Uh, there Will Come Soft Rains is a good one. That one's just kind of sad, though. <laughs> But uh, he's a definitely a good author, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. short stories are usually easier to edit, so. They are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it, it also depends a lot on the translation. 
Oh, like, yeah. Like, as I said, German is a very wordy language, and you can word things very nicely. And uh, mm -hmm. you can also mess up shit. Like, um, you know, The Little Prince, probably the French yeah. Yeah. children's book. And they used to be um, up to this point of very good German translation. Um, oh. It's so good that it uh, made it like to, to common language, like proverbs. Quotes okay. from this novel are quo uh, like proverbs. Mm -hmm. Very common. Most of people don't even know it's from this book. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, cool. And I think two or three years ago, um, because I didn't own this book myself, my parents have it at home, but I don't have it here. Uh, I mm. bought a copy and um, I missed the sticker on the cover, which said a new translation. Oh, and no. I started reading and was like, this is not the book. This is not like the, the story I used to know. What, what shit is this? And like, it oh. was... It, it didn't have anything of the, uh, what do you say, like this magical feeling and this Aww. realness of the story. Everything so of it was sad. missing. It was That's worded rough. so weirdly. And Ooh. especially when you came to the part where, uh, which is like the proverb we have, uh, it was so messed up. Like it was worded oh, in no. such a weird way. I, what, I, at first I, I kind of read over it and was like, wait. Uh, wasn't it this the part with and I went back to page and was like oh my god I didn't even recognize this part as this wonderful poetic language which it's actually which it is actually oh my god yeah it was terrifying so uh, I think this is re the reason why I don't really like Terry Pratchett novels even though this actually should be totally my thing funny 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 uh fantasy novels but um i think the translation i have is not really good like i don't it doesn't capture Damn. me yeah like they probably should. use the same translator for him too. <laughs> so you you can't escape that one mm. person yeah, my favorite think... translation story is that in iceland because they're so isolated they only have ever had like one translation of dracula and the person who translated it did not actually translate it the way that you're supposed oh. to translate it. They just rewrote it as like Dracula fan fiction. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's the version of Dracula most Icelanders were familiar with for the longest time until they realized, oh wait, this translation is not the same thing at all. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my god. Yeah, this can happen. Oh dear. Well, do you have any other questions? Hmm. Yeah, like, what, uh, I guess, like, when did you first watch The Incredibles and Meet the Robinsons, I guess? Oh, yeah. Mm, I think I, well, did I watch, well, I, I watched um, The Incredibles in theater back then, and uh, mm -hmm. I also, I don't remember if I did with the with Meet the Robinsons. But mm -hmm. if I didn't, I borrowed the DVD soon after in the, oh, how do you call it, a videotheque, like a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes, okay. Yeah, we all video know stores. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, blockbuster. So quite early, like, uh, it's so weird. Like, back then, the fandoms, like, they all watched the movie either when the DVD came first came out or when the movie first came out in theaters. And mm -hmm. nowadays, it's the, the second generation or third generation of fans who just 
know the movie from streams or from a DVD they purchased one day. Yeah, I yeah. remember that even yeah. like Treasure Planet That's is from 2002. And oh I think God. in 2008, I was like already, how, how is it called? Like gatekeeping because there was a role play <laughs> guru for Treasure Planet and none of them had seen the movie in theater. And it was like, uh, oh. I am a real fan because <laughs> <laughs> you're a veteran. <laughs> you see <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Good old yeah, times. I, I also have seen both. Um, yeah, I have like visceral and... memories of seeing The Incredibles in like a a theater that was like attached to a mall. Oh, so it was yeah, like it was less special than like a theater that was like just its own cuz there's there's one theater in my area. You have to go a bit farther, but it was like it just had cool like little random statues and stuff. And maybe there was a treasure planet like not really I guess they're statues. They're just like hanging from the ceiling, and I just thought like that that was worth the extra drive. Yeah, <laughs> and then I the mall one nice. was just like like I'm pretty sure my parents took me to basically every Disney animated movie, whether it was Pixar or or the, the traditional animation, um, into in like to the movie theater whenever they would come out. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so that's I, kind I of would... what my family did until like Tangled in 2010. I think that was the last Disney movie I saw like in a theater. Yeah. So I so so I definitely saw both of them in theaters. Um and then the rest is history. <laughs> um, um and actually Artificus, I wanted to ask too, you said you were part of the fandom. What aside from fan fiction what was your level of involvement? Like, were you did you just post fan fiction, or were you like involved in forums or other things? Like um, that? the only platforms I was active was uh, DeviantArt, which was oh, a bigger yo. thing for fans I back then. DeviantArt. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's not a big thing today. I think there are other more attractive platforms for mm. fans to connect, but back then, um. It was yeah, like it lost the only a lot of its Deviant prestige. Was like huge in yeah, like the 2000s, goodness. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, well, I it created tons of fan art and was commenting mm. on on fan fan art uh, a lot. Like I was heavily involved. Oh my god, the memories return! I it it got so far that I connected with a German friend from Berlin, and I actually flew over there inland Ooh. flight and uh, visited her for a weekend, and uh, this was. Was she involved into the time cest thing? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. I, I I've never wasn't. I just oh I observed god. this. I observed this I'm little so branch We've never talked of to the a time cest fan. Oh god! And Alex no, and oh, I, I was also doing YouTube, and um, like the basically the same fans I connected with on Deviant Art were also doing YouTube, and Ooh. um, yeah, we Back were just one huge. Days. I kind of miss the old YouTube. Oh, man. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. yeah, but I think around the time it, it started, like, around 2008, it got shitty. Like, they would delete stuff without notifying you for, oh, yeah, they got for copyright, copyright reasons. And there was this rumor, no, no, if you do a, a disclaimer on your channel and below every review, they won't delete it. But it wasn't true. They deleted those anyway. Mm, God, yeah. I, had, I had like 150 I mean, like... AMVs and they are all gone. Oh, They're yeah, all yeah, gone. Funny. I was actually looking at your YouTube for the when we did the podcast review because when we, you know, talk, which I'm sure you know, you, you listen mm -hmm. to it. But um, 
And yeah, I we like researching the, the authors. comment section from like all these comments from like 10 or 11 years ago saying, oh man, I really love your AMVs. And I'm like, well, where are they? They are podcasts. We're like that meme. We're like that meme of the guy at the beach. And he's like looking really sad holding sand on his knees and just like yelling at the sky. <laughs> I don't know if you know that meme, but we're like that meme. I love it. Like something happened here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It Tragedy. was back then. It, it was a good time. Like the internet was very young. We all, we were very young, and we just yeah. You did could just do whatever awesome on stuff. YouTube. Yeah, it was so cool. You, none of us were like none. Nobody had this level of professionalism like they have today. No. So <laughs> yeah, it, the, yeah. Do you the remember the motto? Really high. Yeah, do you remember like the motto back then? The motto back then was broadcast mm -hmm. yourself, and that's yeah. exactly what we lived back then. It was so cool. Like, everybody was doing shit, but it was all, like, on the same amateur level, and nobody was judged yeah. for that. It was so cool. Oh, my God, yeah. and the videos yeah. My favorite just... thing was, like, oh, Club Penguin music oh, videos. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, what? Music. Like, the videos, I remember, like, mm -hmm. maximum 200. 250 megabyte and not longer Ooh, than 10 small. minutes that were yeah, the limit yeah, really short. I, I had oh. I had movies bookmarked in like you know all 10 parts they were like bookmarked <laughs> yes, yes and I remember like uh, when I did an AMV I would have to how, how, how do you call it a compromise it like mm-hmm You'd making have to, like, the cut data, it? yeah, not not cut it, just uh, making the oh, data smaller. Compress yeah. it, yeah, compress it. Oh, it's yeah. still too big. Compress it. Oh no, it's still too big, and it would get oh. more pixely and pixely and blurry. <laughs> and at one point, you're like, okay, no, it's all right, and you upload it, and it's just, it looks so ugly. Oh yeah, that, but that was the oh. internet back then. Like yeah. it feels so, oh. it feels so, so stone agey. Yeah, the good <laughs> yeah, old days. Yeah, you know, it's really funny. I so I do uh, Twitch streams, and um, I have this whole thing where um, people can basically make me do some things. And one thing that someone has made me do is watch all of Dragon Ball Z abridged. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but so I'm like, all right, sure, I'll watch it. And so I'm watching it, and I, to be honest, I don't know much about Dragon Ball Z. So this is all news to me. So I'm watching it, and it was posted around, like, 2007, 2008, and it's so funny how you can tell, because, like, all the episodes are, are, like, 10 minutes long, and they're all, like, Aww. the, like, smaller square justification, and it's all kind of pixely, mm -hmm. and there's, Aww. like... A lot of meme references from that time. Like, they did the I'm a fire in Malaysia thing in one episode. I'm like, oh my god. It's so oh, funny. yeah. And, like, lyric videos. Because I remember there's oh, it became yeah. a meme. The one oh, for uh, Daughter. Yes. What was it called? Like, like, Phoenix. So the lyric is, like, like a phoenix in the ashes. But the person who wrote the lyric said, like a penis in the something. <laughs> That can only classic. happen in early YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it yeah. was just such a nice community. Yeah, so these were the platforms I was involved. YouTube, DeviantArt, and FF.net. I see. Classic. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely on, mm. on DeviantArt a little bit during that time as well. Although I don't think I was on as much. Yeah, um, I was in like the, the little artist corner. I loved all the memes people would do. Memes were great. Yeah. Oh, memes. Yeah, because every time I ask too is with people who are older in the fandom, like like you, 
Um, I always wonder if, like, we crossed paths, because uh, Irene and I, I believe, crossed yeah, paths. Yeah, we have I crossed believe. paths, because uh, I remember yeah. your old, I remember seeing your old username, but yeah. we never, we never did anything. Like, two yep. ships passing each other by in the night. Yeah, so I thought, I think it's really <laughs> funny if I, like, if we end up interacting with someone who, like, we, like, saw in the hallway, so to speak. Um, yeah. Yeah, you bet. I mean, uh, probably could have been maybe i mean i certainly left Small comments world. on on uh on your on team future back in the day like like you can still read my comments i was very excited about that fic and i read those old comments now and i'm just like oh my god fair i guess <laughs> but also okay yeah i was like really into it in the beginning and then i was like okay i'm going to hold on and see like where this goes and then i kind of like just lost interest <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I'm trying to think but if I have any other that's, questions. That's how that's how it goes. Mm, I don't know. Do you have any I more questions? I in terms of like original fiction, what what are you interested in writing? Mm, as I said, my goal would be to write something like Fahrenheit four five one. Like I'm really intrigued by the tension between civilization and culture. Or mm. probably because I'm German about uh, dignity and collective guilt. Um, mm -hmm. But these are very, very abstract ideas. And that's probably my, my education mm -hmm. with literature science. Like uh, our job is to, uh, you know, have creative texts and find the basic abstract ideas mm -hmm. uh, within the text. And um, that's easy. <laughs> It's much right. more complicated to have an abstract idea and find a story to, like, yeah. uh, putting it in there in a subtle yeah. way. Like, subtlety is something I struggle with. I'm, I'm very bad at subtlety. And this is also something I got to learn. And um, right now, I have this presti uh, um, uh, practice project called Ooh. Celion, which is uh, a, yeah, self-publishing project. Um, I just yes, want I to... Right, to, to that, yeah. yeah, I just want to practice how to publish a book and how, yeah, some basic other things like the the abstract, if you want to tell it like that, the abstract ideas there are just like friendship and love. Mm -hmm. And it's a, yeah, more or less satiric fantasy novel. Yeah. Cool. cool. So oh, you're yeah. really into like speculative fiction and fantasy, that kind of thing? Um, not necessarily fantasy, um, but um, yet, mm. uh, let's say, I, I used to read a lot of fantasy when I was a teen, and mm -hmm. I got fed up with especially high fantasy. I think it takes itself yeah. way yeah. too yeah. serious. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. this is Very why, fair. like, I, I, yeah. I poke a little fun on that. But I think that the, the satire is too subtle. Most people probably don't notice the, the satire in there. Uh, yeah it's um oh. also very experimental like i i just how do i put it it's not like mm -hmm. i wouldn't take this project seriously but i try to like test out the boundaries what's yeah. what's socially accepted with a novel like this and what is not and mm -hmm. um like i'm i'm a very strong mistake learner 
like when somebody tells me, okay, this is the way that it's done. I'm like, okay, but why don't we do it another way? And then I fall flat on my nose and I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> why. <laughs> that's a and, good way um, to learn. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, what I, the, the, what my feeling is. I'm trying this exact thing with this novel series. Like, okay, I just try what what things are possible and what it's accepted and um if i fall flat on my nose it's my fault but i hope i learn from this to be a better author in the end mm. yeah. yeah that's a good so outlook to have would you ever consider like if you were to for your magnum opus i guess would you want that to be like a traditionally published novel or would you still want to do self-publication for that hmm Having published two novels, it's a lot of work. Like I haven't done any marketing whatsoever yet. This is just so much work and I would be glad if somebody else would do this, like a publisher. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the benefit of being traditionally published is that really the hard work for you is just the writing bit. Exactly. You don't really need to worry so much about exactly the mm -hmm. self-publishing part, the publishing part. But although exactly. on the other hand, it's a lot easier to get your work out there in self-publishing because no one can tell you no, mm. you know. <laughs> Whereas yeah. with like uh, yeah, the hard work, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if if it's like the magnum opus, you want it to be successful, and that's more easy if you have a big or more or less big publisher behind it to do really, yeah. really good mm. and broad marketing for every target group. Um, yeah, so they have all those resources. Exactly, yeah. like it, it, having it in all bookstores, like hard copies and not only ebooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people uh, really like having like the tangible copy, and they, well, they're always telling me because I only read ebooks, and they're always telling me like I could never read ebooks, and I'm like, nice. <laughs> but it is a totally different experience. Yeah. Having a book in your hand and like reading it on your phone. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really interesting. I hope that uh, your uh, original work goes well. I know it's it can be tough to to figure it out and get it get it done. So I wish you the best of luck there. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Or did you have any questions for us, Artificus? I don't know. If yeah. You know. Since you listen to our podcast, you know, maybe you had a question. Yeah, which, us. thanks again. You didn't have to do that. Oh, yeah. We don't expect our, <laughs> our, our guests to do that, but I really appreciate that you did anyway. Yeah, yeah. as I said, I didn't listen to all of the episodes concerning the fanfic. I, at one point, I just couldn't bear it anymore. <laughs> Oh, honestly, it's all right. Don't worry. Our, our commentary but... stops getting, like, very thoughtful eventually. We're just kind of just like, okay, so this happens. Yeah. And that happens. Uh, what was... Is, like, like, towards what... the end of the fic, it's kind of like most of our commentary is the same anyway, because a lot of the problems are the same. So, you know, I don't think mm -hmm. you're missing a lot by not listening to the whole thing, to be honest, but... Um. Yeah, what, uh, what I could add was one thing that uh, you, like kind of opened my eyes with uh, your podcast like uh, the issue with the characters in team future with the main characters is like they don't have a motivation not really mm. and um yeah it was a fun thing to reflect on that 
Like, I tried to write it in a way of the shows I like to watch, which were kind of trashy. <laughs> I wouldn't take themselves <laughs> very serious. But um, nevertheless, um, the characters uh, would be, like, fleshed out, more or less. They Like, they would have clear motivations, clear flaws, uh, mm. what they would do. And um, back in the day, I was just too inexperienced to see what made those characters work. Like, um, I... Back in the day, I think I watched um, Star Trek Atl uh, Stargate Atlantis, oh, which man. is super trashy. We call it Trashlantis. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, but it, this show still works because the characters are written quite well. And as I said, mm. I, I wasn't really able to see it back yeah, then I think because I didn't know how writing is worked. a big thing in TV writing too. Like yeah, especially. Yeah. I also feel like for writers, and I think you mentioned this earlier, you know, like in your head, maybe you're like, ah, yes, this character's like this, and they have their motivation, it's sort of self-evident, but then on the reader's side of things, it's not always as self-evident as it is to you when you're writing it, so. Yeah, but they didn't really have any. It was just cliches. I have asked a lot in this fanfic. This is what I remember. Like, oh, well, this is a cliche. <laughs> I saw it in like 10 movies, and I just take it like a shortcut yeah. instead of really making up my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but also for my current story, um, like there is a um, not really an anti-hero, like the, the one of the protagonists is a character without motivation. And I didn't really like I didn't consciously do this. But, well, mm -hmm. I did somehow, but I w it wasn't really on purpose. It was mm -hmm. just, as I said, it's a little experimental and uh, satire. And it's just a dude, like a dude who happens to be there. <laughs> like when you go out on the street and chilling. you ask a random, you ask a random person, "What's your motivation? What's your goal?" And they are like, Ooh, "I just go and get some groceries." <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and this is just a regular guy. Yeah, he's just a regular guy. Kurt Vonnegut. He's he he talked about motivation. He said like your your character always has to have a motivation, even if all they want is a glass of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I find character motivation and, like, conflict, they go hand in hand, and they're, like, some mm -hmm. of the most important things in a character-driven narrative. Yeah. Well, any narrative, yeah. Yeah, very true. All right. Um, so any other thoughts from any of us? Questions? Or... Uh... Have we exhausted oh, all no, of our? I don't options? think so. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it was it was such a wild ride. The story from oh my the God, first time I read it to yeah. the last time I read it. Yeah, I will say, even though it wasn't necessarily the best fic I've ever read, I can't say I regretted reading it. If only just because it was certainly a time I'll never forget. So that that counts for something, you know. And I, you know. Really happy to have met you, Artificus. It's so uh, crazy that I get to talk to you like this. And we really <laughs> yeah. appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your very busy day for uh, us two nerds. Yeah, yeah thanks. It's my you, birthday. You got like today. a job and stuff. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> birthday! Happy birthday! You're it with us. I feel so oh. honored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah. No, I had it's I'm nothing planned bake today. You a, a, a pretend virtual cake. Yeah. Oh, Blows candles. Yeah. Yeah. Present? Thanks for. 
our present to you is our as us uh picking your brain and being really and like uh, having 15 hours recorded about my fan fiction from 12 years ago <laughs> what an insane amount of work thank you i think uh, the the stats also got up during that time for this fanfic like people started Ooh. reading it again oh so God, thank you for what? that they Dude, read my incredible. own terrible story <laughs> We're in like a feedback loop. Like you give us all the views, and we give you more views. It's all. It's all oh, it's yeah, all, we're, we're uh, professionals, guys. Yeah, we can we can like boost each other's <laughs> weird careers. No. Speaking yeah. of, uh, did you want to plug anything, Artificus? Uh, did you want to promote? I mean, or promote anything? Uh, like that you're working on. Uh, not, that's no, really cool. it's 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 all in German. Like I don't think anybody would. Uh, benefit from it i i okay. do novels and i publish them but um i i go into the marketing when the when the third novel is finished makes then, sense yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. okay well uh anyway like i said thank you so much for being here today really appreciate it and, i thank um, you for reaching out to me oh thank yeah no you. problem yeah, you were probably one of so the fun. easiest people to reach because like your username has not changed <laughs> so, yeah you have a oh, very God. strong brand yeah it was really easy to find you i don't know if that makes you feel better or not but like <laughs> in, at least in comparison to some of the other fanfic art artists i would love to talk to but i i just i don't know where they are now if they are anywhere you know yeah so. yeah it's really fun to do a where are they now <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people would be are interested to know these things. And I am too, and I'm happy to have met you. Yeah, me yeah. too. It was very nice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, uh, so this is going to be the end of our uh, little interview with Artificus. Thank you all. Thank you to everyone who has been watching or listening, because this isn't visual. This is yeah, audio. we appreciate <laughs> all of your ears. Yes, thank you for your ears. And we will see you all uh, in our next episode. Hopefully next week. Day. Yep, hopefully. We'll see. Bye. Bye. Bye.